Yo, what up, what up, what up? This is the Lazy Philosophers Podcast, and we're back in the building with another episode of The Lazy Philosopher. Now, this morning, as you might be surprised, I am going to talk about Taylor Swift. And one of the reasons that's trending, but I think it's an interesting story about the creative spirit and the creative battle that plays itself out over and over and over again. And one of the things that I think is steeped in a lot of this, for those of you who don't know, I will give you an update. So Taylor Swift is a musician and her catalog of music from her earlier parts of career were sold to um, two men with no musical talent. Uh, I do not know their names and I prefer that I don't remember their names as I think they're much of what's wrong. But anyway, they are trying to leverage basically unfair deals against Taylor for her to play her own songs. I think they want it to be pay for play for her to play her own music or within a very stringent guidelines so they can continue profiteering. And there are a couple underlying principles in this. Number one, Taylor is re-recording her entire music catalog, which she can legally do, and re-releasing it so that they can no longer make money. Now, they have spent $300 million trying to extort her to basically own the rights to her old catalog and basically make the terms as unfair as possible. Now, this is something that in a book called Transurfing, it is the one woo-woo book I actually enjoy. I made a big movement in my life away from occult spirituality and kind of meditation and you know law of attraction stuff and I started focusing in hard grounded philosophy and numbers and statistics but I still do believe that there is an element of reality that's transcendent and I think the book Transurfing comes together in a way in which it's very practical and it talks about something that happens whenever you want something too much. When you basically want something so bad you actually conspire against yourself to not have it. They say it's the equivalent of going into an art gallery and screaming, I don't want to be thrown out. I don't want to be thrown out. Subsequently, because you're in the art gallery screaming, they throw you out. The same goes with these guys. They were so, I mean, when you invest, I have never invested $300 million or even a million dollars, but I have had investments that were a lot of money. And you begin to think in a way that is not the same as you would normally think. It kind of suppresses and changes kind of the decisions you make and you kind of want to make a return on an investment as soon as possible. And so you end up asking for way more than you should up front, which has led to them losing basically the ability to profit off of this come next year. And so they're watching this happen and it's definitely going to happen. And so they're digging their heels in the sand, trying to make one last stand, a hardcore negotiation, saying that you cannot play your songs, your own songs at the VMAs when they're doing a tribute to her. But what's interesting about this, what I have noticed as a creative person in creative spaces is that business people will always advocate harder for creative talent's interest than themselves a lot of times. And what I mean by this is not specific in the Taylor Swift case, but a lot of times the people who are claiming copyright and ownership tags aren't the people who created the music. They are the people who own the music in a weird way. It's not the inventor who owns most patents. It's a weird patent trolls. And it's these people in the middle, the middlemen, who basically limit creative innovation they limit creative exposure and they limit the creative experience but what's interesting is is they're the only ones able to profit off of it because they're only ones who actually and really can argue really argue with that much intensity that what they have these artistic copyrights are worth something and i think that's very interesting that the people who don't create a lot of times can advocate harder 
for the fact that, that it's worth something. That's why agents, that's why you need an agent, right? Because an agent can advocate for you harder than you can advocate for yourself. And I wonder why is this the case? Why is it that we have a hard time advocating for us ourselves? Why? Why is it harder for us to advocate for ourselves than a stranger or somebody who barely knows or someone who didn't create the peace? And I think that is because we have an awareness of who we are at all times and that sometimes that we kind of find the things that we do, no matter how hard we work on them, not impressive because we did them. And that's a diatribe and it was a launching pad and I hope that gives you some thought on where you can advocate harder for your own best interest in your own life as Taylor Swift is doing. Anyway, guys, as always, like, follow, share, subscribe. Please subscribe. I need it. Um, follow me on Instagram because um, I'm bleeding and hemorrhaging followers. Follow my podcast on Spotify because I guess that's the new wave and SoundCloud. And I will see you probably or you'll hear from me tomorrow.